Welcome back, everyone. The gallery, the gallery you use Hi, I'm Robin. Hi, I'm Duncan. Hi, I'm Neil. We are going to be a podcast primarily focusing on everything Pokemon. Welcome back, everyone, to the Gallery Region News at 8, episode 15. As is a custom around here, we have myself, Robin, and my two noble region champion contestants. <laughs> well, you have me, Neil, and I'm not saying that I'm Batman, but have you ever seen me and Batman in the same room together? <laughs> yes, I have, actually. It was at the last Justice League meeting. <laughs> and, and why were you in the meeting, Robin? I'm Duncan, by the way, people, but I, I'd much rather know why Robin was at the meeting. Because have you ever seen me and Green Lantern in the, the same room together? <laughs> yeah, Neil might be Batman. If you could be a superhero, who would you be? I mean, the correct answer is like Superman, because like he can do everything. But uh, I think I would pick like Green Lantern. Seems pretty useful. Mm. Easy to hide. Probably Martian Manhunter. I mean, he's my favourite, so. But would just is your favourite, but would you want to be him, though? Like your weakness is fire, Neil. Most people's weakness is fire. Yeah, got a point. But you know, I can fly, I can turn invisible, I can shapeshift, I can walk through walls. Occasionally, I can shoot lasers out of my eyes, depending on the continuity. Aren't you also like the last of your species, though? Yeah, but that doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'd be happy being my last, last of my species in the real world. What about you, Duncan? Uh, I don't know. Probably someone fairly boring like Spider-Man, probably. I, I mean, like, picking Iron Man would be pretty good, because then you don't actually have to be Iron Man. You could just be a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but then... So you're telling me that you would rather have lots of if you had you were just given the stone the hard, sort of hard choice of having a superpower or having lots of money because I would argue if you had that superpower you could if you really wanted you could probably get yourself loads of money and you still have the superpower and you're rich. Uh, that didn't really work out for Booster Gold though. He tried to become famous and it just kept backfiring and it became mocked by most people. Travel back in time to be a celebrity because there were too many superheroes in the future. Uh... Anyway, I suppose we should probably talk about Pokemon. We should. But before that, how have you guys been this week? I've had quite an eventful week after a year of unemployment due to cutbacks from the event. I finally managed to get back into employment. It's just very tiring doing a 6 2 shift in a factory. It's not what I'm used to, and the cruel, horrible people made me get rid of my beard, and I miss my beard. 6-2 sucks. It is the worst shift. I don't know why we need to wake up that early. I suppose it's for people who have kids, but I don't have kids. Let me lie in. Let me have a lie in in the morning. That's all I want. I mean, I don't know why why 6-2-2-10-10-6 is a thing. Fortunately, I don't have to do 10-6. I don't have night shifts, but why is it not like... 8, 4, 4, 12, 12, 8. Would they have to pay you more if you go? Is there like a certain hour it goes past that it becomes a night shift? Uh, yeah. Let me just flat out pay you more when you're on the night shift, though. No. Yes, I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but most companies do do it that way. I would imagine there probably is some government legislation that dictates that, but I'm not entirely sure. In some places, there's like that don't have the set shift patterns like that. It's like I think like eleven o'clock becomes unsociable hours, and that's when pay increases. But if if the paperwork was accurate, then when I was applying for this job, if I did the night shift, which was ten six, that's a flat. There's a different wage to do nights yeah. on that shift, flat out without it changing after a certain time. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure. Taxes were lax last week, guys. We don't need to talk about this. We had the boring <laughs> podcast last week. <laughs> but go and listen to last week's. It was brilliant. Yeah, if you need to figure out how to do your taxes, it is April. We go into great detail on how to do it last week. <laughs> Please don't 
use any advice we give you. Uh, what about you, Duncan? What have you been up to? Have you found a job um, yet? No, I, I was too busy working to find a job, uh, Robin. Uh. I know you do not feel that my job as a tennis coach is work, but I can assure you this week it felt like work. You obviously shouldn't do it because they say if you find a job you like, you'll never work a day in your life. So glad you're not doing something you like. Yeah. And therefore you should change for your own good, Duncan. Save yourself. Cast aside the tennis rackets of oppression. Okay, I'll um, uh, suggest my next career move then, Neil. Iron Man. Come back in the factory with me. <laughs> you didn't have someone to talk to. You've not sold six to be very well there, Neil. I'm quite happy with my non-early starts. Yeah, anyway, so yeah, I um, pretty much worked. And when I wasn't working, I was um, trying to catch up on WrestleMania. It took me like, the event was two days and it took me like six to actually watch it all. Yeah, then just looking at pictures of the Robin sense of, sense of all his Pokemon cards he bought, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. We've come out of lockdown and uh, all the shops are open. So all of like the hobby shops in the local area just have loads of Pokemon products on the shelf. So we've gone from having like nothing slash the odd theme deck every now and again to actually having shelves filled with Pokemon cards. So I may have brought a few too many Pokemon card packs. There's no such thing as too many. I think there might be for Robin. Hmm. There's no such thing as too many as long as you can still afford them. Yeah. I haven't opened them all yet, but the best I have pulled so far is I pulled the Shiny VMAX Ditto from Shining Fates. Which is the, actually looking at when I had a quick look, it is the second most expensive card in the set behind the Charizard. Which Ooh. is actually still pretty crazy because the Charizard is like £250 or something. And the Ditto is £30. Ew. Yeah, that's a big yeah. difference there. That's awful and and I also pulled the Full Art Urshifu from Battlestyles that I literally just picked up one random pack of. And, uh, yeah, and that's actually a pretty valuable card from the set well, as well. You didn't, pull the, you didn't quite pull the Full Art, Robin, you pulled the Special Art. Did I? Yes. Oh. You got an even rarer one. Oh, I got the even rarer one. <laughs> Is that the alternate the art one? one. Oh, yeah. The Special Art one, not the Full Art one. Oh, like, even better then. That'd be why that card was so valuable in the set then. Yeah, there's like three of each Urshifu V and Urshifu V Max. There's a lot of Urshifu in that set. Well, I mean, it is basically the Urshifu set when you think about it, so... Yeah, it's the, um, what's it called, um, Isle of Armor yeah. set, essentially. And that is, other than the usual work and stuff like that, that has pretty much been my week as well. Other than the fact that my kitten fell in the toilet. <laughs> and he was not a big fan of that. I was not a big fan of that. And I don't think he'll do it again, hopefully. He's got to learn. Yeah, got to learn. Duncan, do you want to tell people about Polly's friend? Uh, so, my, I saw my parents for the first time in, in months, uh, thanks to lockdowns and things. And they have a dog as well. So, um, that dog for the first time came round. So, we'd met. Um, the Polly had met that their dog on a walk, but this time actually came round to our house in our garden and Polly was not thrilled about sharing the garden and sharing any of her toys with my parents' dog. And thankfully my parents' dog is fairly placid and was not bothered, but that was that was our fun. He's a very good boy, Eddie is. He is, thankfully. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, it was, um, Polly did well, and she is currently in her usual podcasting position, asleep. Excellent. And that has been our exciting week this week, and I suppose we should probably move on to actual Pokemon talk, like 20 minutes into this <laughs> Pokemon podcast. And as usual, we will start with the Pokemon Go news, because we do actually have quite a few events coming up in the near future we have the first one we'll talk about is going to be their friendship day 
Oh, how nice. Friends. Who needs them? Overrated. You do need them when you need them to open up gifts, Robin. That's when you need them. Yeah. Luckily, I don't think this event will be based around people opening up gifts. So it's Good. not too bad. For some odd reason, you it will be based around grass Pokemon, though. Apparently, grass Pokemon are friends. But, uh... Okay. It's only a one-day event. It's April 24th, and it will run from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. And basically, it's everything to do with your friends. Yeah, you'll have a challenge where if you complete it, you can get a uh, 100,000 XP. So I would definitely recommend trying to complete that if you can. And we will also be getting a global challenge every hour apparently and if you complete them you will be getting 20,000 experience every hour so if you're looking to get to level 40 for the masterworks challenge like myself this is definitely an event you shouldn't be missing so I'm not quite sure how friendship kind of ties into it so much other than the fact that they will be increasing the trait distance to 40 kilometers again and we will have increased lucky trades for everyone so if you've got any legendaries or any like good pokemon like um what's good like your machops and your gibbles and your lavatars and things like that your good raid pokemon try and save up a few of them and maybe try and trade them with some of your friends and you might just get some lucky ones but that is all sort of the important information about the day. There's a few other things like um, triple catch XP as well and incenses will be increased to three hours. But the super important one is there will be green confetti about. So yeah, make sure. It's not, not worth doing an event unless there's green, I can't even say the word, confetti around. No. The other one, which kind of ties into, well, it does I say it ties into, it is literally directly linked to, Pokemon Go will be celebrating Pokemon Snap with its sort of own little kind of mini event that runs during the weekend that Pokemon Snap's released. So it's going to run from the 29th of April till Sunday the 2nd of May, obviously Pokemon Snap releases on the 30th of April, which I'm really excited for. I'm hoping that there'll be shiny Pokemon in it, but I very much doubt it. And uh, essentially the event will be based around taking pictures. So there'll probably be some event based challenges around taking pictures. And if you take the pictures during the event, you'll get Smeagol. Smeagol? Smeagol? Smeagol, yes. <laughs> Appearing a lot more. And for the first time, it will be shiny, or a chance of it being shiny anyway. And Pokemon have confirmed that this will be the only time that it is available in shiny form. So, I'll repeat the date again just so people remember. 29th of April... Yeah, and me. <laughs> 29th of April to the 2nd of May. If you want that shiny Smeargle, make sure you get it then because they might bring it out again if they do another event that kind of fits it. But other than that, it is going to be the only time that you will be able to get that shiny. Unless obviously you find someone who is nice enough to trade with you. I doubt it. Sharing is just overrated. Well, yes, yeah, just like friends. If you don't need friends, and you don't need to share. <laughs> Next week's sort of week-long event, so April 20th to April 25th, is actually a pretty good one because Ninantic, the company that makes Pokemon Go, is, is partnering up with a sustainability campaign to raise awareness for, like, the oceans and things like that, which is very nice. And the Pokemon they will be bringing out is a Pokemon that's name I'm unable to read. It's the Barnacle Pokemon. Um, 
Binacle. Binacle, yes, that'll be the first time it is appearing in the game. And, and presumably it's evolved from Barbaracle as well? Yes, you will be able to evolve it as well at some point. I don't know how yet, I assume it would just be a lot of candies. And the event will be essentially completing raids and you'll get catch XP, catch XP bonuses based on that. And that is pretty much all of the Pokemon Go news, as in events and things of that nature. Did you manage to contribute to the, the raid count very much? Um, I did a few raids, but not many. I was one of the higher ones on my friends list, but there was a few people who did better than me. And I was highly competitive with that with a whole one raid complete i think i managed four or five in the end so yeah there's just not much out in out in the raids at the minute that are interesting to me if that makes sense yeah and i haven't in the few times that i was out and about there wasn't any good raids i could do on my own so to use up my free passes i didn't really use many of them either unfortunately talking about uh, if you can actually play Pokemon Go, apparently uh, a lot of people are reporting that they are being slapped with a seven day ban from Pokemon Go and no one seems to know why. Apparently Ninatic are aware of the issue and they are working on it. But um, yeah, so hopefully you are not one of these people. It'd suck if you are during all of these pretty good events coming up over the next two weeks like a lot of bonuses coming up especially if you're trying to work towards hitting level 50 all those bonus xp things would be great but yeah so keep an eye out apparently they seem to think it's part of the anti-cheat problem but they're not entirely sure yet the seven day is the i believe the second strike ban and the third strike ban is a 30 day ban. And then I'm not entirely sure what happens after that. Maybe your account gets locked. Apparently they're really trying to crack down on cheaters at the minute. To be honest, I didn't really think Pokemon Go was that rampant with cheating, but apparently it is. Mm, could it be more now they have like battles against each other or people found to cheat on that in some way? Uh, I don't know how you would do it. I know you can, uh, they, to be fair, they consider duping, which is where you, I'm not entirely sure how you've done it because I've not really looked into it myself, but you essentially put your avatar in a different location. So I could be sat at home, but have my in-game location as wherever I wanted for doing raids and things like that like they consider that cheating so that could i imagine that would be a very useful thing if i could be sat at home and like i think there's a place in singapore that has like 50 poker stops all in like one like you can literally if you put yourself in the middle of it you can get all of them i imagine that would be very useful i imagine that's probably the bulk of the cheating i'm not entirely sure why you'd really realistically want to cheat on pokemon go but Mm. So, so that's the only time I think it would be really unfair if someone was cheating on the battles and you like every time you went to a battle someone I don't know that Pokemon just didn't lose health or I don't know whatever however you could somehow cheat it it would just be that would be really unfair otherwise you think well oh, good for you you can do lots of raids but uh, I've not heard anything about people being able to I suppose you could maybe cheat in really strong Pokemon so max CP Pokemon, things like that. Is that cheating though? Well, yeah, if you somehow got it for illegal means. I know people used to sell Pokemon Go accounts that had max CP Pokemon and things like that on it. They, uh, they consider that to break guidelines. I don't know if they ban people for that for cheating as well. Probably. How you'd prove that, I'm not entirely sure. But I remember years ago, you could buy like Pokemon Go accounts for like hundreds that had like shiny Mewtwo or whatever on it. 
back when it was super rare. I've never really understood that. You might as well just go ahead and earn it yourself. But that is all of the Pokemon Go news we have, really, that I can think of. Again, make sure you guys remember those dates. There are going to be some very good events coming up. And try and get that shiny Smurgle. You never know, if you can get a couple of them, you could probably get some people to trade you some shiny Legendaries. Which is absolutely crazy to me because Smurgle in the game is just terrible. I've got a question, Duncan. Not Neil, because I'm assuming Neil knows. Do you know what makes Smurgle so special in the actual games? Um, he has the ability to poo out an attack. Um, no. Surprisingly. What? Uh, do you know Neil? Yes, Smurgle is the only Pokemon capable of knowing the move Sketch. And it can use that attack to learn virtually any attack permanently. So as long as it goes second, you can duplicate an attack onto that Smurgle, relearn Sketch the move tutor, and just basically get out Smurgle with any four moves you want, including like legendary exclusive moves. So you could go around with a Smurgle that's got Aeroblast, Sacred Fire, Psycho Purge, and Dark Void. Yes. You really don't like it. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it makes Smurgle fun, though. Oh, is, is it a desirable Pokemon? Uh, no. Like, it isn't. That's a knob. That's a very middling. It's not something that you'd probably want to run like competitively but you can make some very creative move sets which can be very fun in just the single player campaigns so you can go around you know with a smuggle that's got all sorts of attacks smuggle is one of the you know it's Pokemon like smuggle cast form ev cacleon Pokemon like that are the reasons that i really like normal types i i really like the gimmicky things you can do with them and the vast elemental spread of attacks you can have on normal types. I'm assuming he won't have sketch in Pokemon Go. I, I, I imagine so. Or if he does, it won't steal their attack. Well, maybe he does. I can't imagine it'd be very useful. But, uh, moving... It the same way as Mimic, where it gets that attack, but only on a temporary, but only for that battle. Yeah, probably. That might be how they do it for the Pokemon Go. Some more UK exclusive news, some exciting UK exclusive news. Uh, the Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go? Not Pokemon Go. The uh, Pokemon McDonald's packs are actually coming to the UK now. For some reason. They will be arriving in Happy Meals on the 19th of May. So everyone over here who was hoping to maybe get some. I don't know how many we're getting or how long it's going to run for. Hopefully they plan it out a lot better than they did for the American launch because that didn't go very well from the sounds of things. But yeah, we're getting them. I'm a little excited for them. I'm planning on getting a few Happy Meals to try and get a few cards. Hopefully I can get the Hollow Squirtle. That's the only one I really like the look of. I think that one looks really cool. I think it's just nice we're getting that, to be fair. We, we get left out of events so often. Yeah. So I suppose the, the big question is, um, what are you guys going to order? Are you going to go for the hamburger? Or are you going to go for the nuggets? Are you going to go for the carrot bags? I'm guessing you're going for all of the above, Robin. Oh, well, I won't be going for the carrot bags, oddly enough. No, why would anybody go for that unless... Well, I suppose you could, Duncan. You do own a rabbit. To own a rabbit. It's very true. McDonald's carrots. Are they normal carrots? Have they done anything to them? I don't know. Surprisingly, I've never ordered McDonald's carrots. These carrots are like... Obviously, they're famous for rabbits, but they're really high in like sugar for rabbits, so they're meant to only be like a rest, not like treat rather than like a daily thing. I don't know, I'm just thinking of McDonald's ones any higher. What were they? I think they're just baby carrots. 
I don't know. Tell you what, uh, when when the uh, when the McDonald's cards out, I promise I'll buy a bag of carrots in one of them, and I'll eat them on the podcast or something, and we can discuss them and see if they're any better. Yes, as like I said, as far as I'm aware, everything is exactly the same with these. So, if you are planning on trying to complete the set here in the UK. Be careful when buying the packs because the flashlight trick can be used to see what the hollow card is in front and things like that. Trying not to go crazy over them because I imagine just like in the US there will be millions and millions and millions of them printed and none of the cards will be particularly very rare. So yeah, still nice to receive. Like you said, like Neil said, we don't normally get stuff over here in the UK. Maybe it's a simple fact that they just had a massive surplus. People pretty much gave up with them pretty quickly over in America from the sounds of it. So they realised they weren't valuable. Scalpers took them all and then realised they couldn't make any money off them. I mean, to be fair, the um, Pikachu, if you can get a one that's in PSA 10, the Pikachu goes for quite a fair bit. If you can actually get it graded. That's kind of sad. That's why it's so bad. Yeah. It's not the fact that the Pikachu's rare, it's the fact that PSA got greater. Yeah, exactly. Uh, actually, talking about PSA, they have, I'm not entirely sure when they announced it, but they've announced that they were reopening their grading services from the 17th of July. That's when it will go back to accepting grading, basically, for anyone looking to get any cards graded anytime soon and are desperate to get it from PSA and not one of the other competitors. Which, looking at the market and the way it's going, people have basically just kind of gone, well, PSA is no longer the gold standard because of that. And really, the, the prices have caught up now, if that makes sense. Like all of the small, not the really small companies, but like the two bigger ones, Beckett and CGC, their prices are very similar to PSA prices now. I think last time I looked, the Rainbow Rare Charizard from Champions Path was literally selling at the exact same price in PSA 10 and 9. You were looking at maybe 10, 15 pound different. But then again, you're always going to get that on eBay anyway, because it's people constantly trying to undercut each other. So yeah, hopefully people will get some cards graded. Although I imagine as soon as they open on the 15th, it's just going to be an absolute nightmare again with like 10 million cards getting submitted day one. I can't imagine. There needs to be more. There does need to be more companies that are doing it. I, I think there are. There are actually quite a few companies. I know there was a there was one opening in the UK like that's just UK based. I can't remember their name now. But a lot of people, the problem is, like PSA is, it's like PSA is, uh, when you go to a bar, you order a Coke, you don't order fizzy pop or a soda, you order a Coke. It's become synonymous now. It is, when people look at a card that's been graded, they say, oh, what's the PSA grade? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like when you want to search for something, you say you want to Google it. Yeah, that's probably a better... I'm gonna, I'm gonna... I don't even know what the alternatives are. I'm gonna Yahoo this thing. <laughs> I'm gonna Bing it. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's the issue. It's become so uh, ingrained in people. That's probably why it'll probably... Too, too big to fail. Probably. Competition never hurts. It's good for the, it's good for the market. Ah, oh, you capitalist name. 10 million people <laughs> 10 million people trying to do this thing might be good for them too yeah maybe we'll start one yes Robins. send us all Rob of your Pokemon cards I promise <laughs> I will fairly grade them <laughs> and it'll definitely be the same one you're getting back yes <laughs> I won't send you back one half the grade I don't even know what goes into properly grading cards for Mitali, honest. I know the, the basics of it, but like, you could show me. Uh, I've seen pictures of like 
sevens, eights, and nines, and they don't look any different to me at all. No, you're looking at probably like millimeters. Yeah. It's like of, of difference. Like this border is ever so slight. This border is like a nano meter thicker on this one side. But yeah, that is the uh, news this week. Obviously, as we touched slightly earlier, if you were maybe skip the Pokemon Go stuff, Pokemon Snaps released at the end of the month. Super excited for that. Hopefully, gonna get it. Maybe if I get it, I might try and do some kind of playthrough for it and maybe upload it to YouTube or something. Let you guys know. That'd be super fun. But yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. I think we do actually have now the full card list for everything that's going to be in Chilling Rain up online. Yes, I think we do. Or at the very least, it's everything that's in Silver Lance and Jet Black Spirit. Yes, because that's actually been released now, hasn't it? Yes, I did say that a full set list has been revealed. And surprisingly, no Charizard. It was due a Charizard, technically, because we didn't get one in the last set, and that's how Pokemon works nowadays. I know, it... Uh, it's releasing on the technically it's releasing on the 23rd of April that's when it will be technically being released the brand new silver lance and jet black portygeist set so knowing what's in those two yeah. essentially will tell us what's in chilling rain chilling rain should be comprised of um jet black spirit silver lance and matchless fighters probably one or two promos just shoving that too because we can't have card sets that are less than 150 these days i mean technically shiny face was only 70 72 <laughs> yes it just has you know 200 secret racks yeah, well that is the news for this week so we shall be moving on to the episode review just out of the gate I almost made the exact same mistake I made like three weeks ago and I ended up watching the next episode, but luckily I caught it this time. But do you want to know the only reason I actually caught it is because when I watched the Journeys episode, I definitely watched the same number and I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Why are they not addressing what happened at the end of the last episode? <laughs> the start of the next episode of Journeys as well. Oh yeah, I've only seen like, I don't know, like a minute or two for the simple fact that it literally, I was assuming it would start straight back in it and it did not. So I got very confused. So yeah, I actually watched um, two Indigo episodes this week, but we'll, we'll only talk about the one. Don't want to get confusing. And talking about Indigo, we will get into that one first as usual. And for some odd reason, I always thought this episode happened much later on in the series. I know, this was like... I was like, really? This happens now? I suppose, actually, when you think about it in relevance to how the games are laid out, it kind of makes sense. Because... <laughs> it wasn't the main plot of the episode that I thought took place later. It was, if you want to explain... No, no. If you want to do the episode, Neil, you're on the welcome to do the episode. I could take a break this week. <laughs> well, okay. Let's see if I can see if I can live up to to Robin's prowess at this. I would like to point out that this is probably the only episode where the random character that Ash meets and probably never meets again. I do actually remember the name of this time. <laughs> so we start off. The way several Indigo episodes have started off, with Ash, Brock, and Misty being once again lost. And with Ash once again bragging about his two gym badges that happened to come from their gyms. That he never technically uh, won. And then Ash starts talking about how great his team is of Pikachu, Pidgeotto, Butterfree, Charmander, 
the Bulbasaur and Squirtle. And Misty says something very strange. She starts saying that his Pokemon just follow him. And it's like, no, he definitely caught Caterpie and Pidgeotto properly. They didn't. They didn't just decide to start following him. Yeah, the other, the rest of them did though. Yeah, the three starters did, and well, Pikachu didn't really have a choice. He was just sort of enslaved, literally by the end of a rope. But yes, that was that was just the first thing that made me think. Wait, hold on. This leads to Ash deciding. You know what? I'm just going to go and catch something and prove that I can catch things by myself, even though that's not how Pokemon catching works. It At doesn't. all, you don't just go up again. You don't just go up and fight something with a stick yourself. But after making it through the edge of a forest, Ash finds himself on the beach, picks up a stick and decides to challenge a little Krabby, which is, according to the Pokedex, quite a bit smaller than a regular Krabby. As Ash goes at it with a stick, the Krabby chops up the stick, Ash throws Pokeball at it. Because that's how it works, apparently. Doesn't journeys. <laughs> now, I I didn't think that the Lighthouse episode was later, but I really thought him catching Krabby was later. Like, a lot later. I always remembered him having Krabby, but I generally don't remember when he caught it. I thought it was quite a bit... I thought it was definitely later on than this. Apparently it isn't, so we have four catches in a row. Yeah. Episode after episode. And of course we get a nice little reference to the game when the Pokeball just teleports itself away and uh, foreshadowing to future games the Pokedex has the ability to teleport Pokemon back and forth it'd be nice if the games had always started off with that instead of the piece instead of having to find a Pokemon Center to do it I personally feel that that uh, makes the game a little bit too easy though if I'm going to be entirely honest well it's, it's, it's an optional thing you can still do it at the Pokemon Center Ash catches the Krabby he really wants to know where his Krabby is, but as soon as Misty tells him that he has to swap Pokemon over, he's like, nah. So he went through all the effort to catch the Krabby, and he's like, well, I don't want to swap it out for anything, I just want to have it. That's basically his response to it. And then, just off of the distance, they see a lighthouse, and they decide, you know what, we've been camping out for a long time, don't want to sleep in sleeping bags anymore, and we also want to phone Professor Oak and see how the Krabby is. So they go up to this lighthouse, and I don't know if you noticed the, like, mosaics on the lighthouse door? I mean, I noticed that they were all different Pokemon, but I don't remember any in particular. Did you notice the lighthouse had Mewtwo on the door? I did not. One of the Pokemon from the lighthouse door was Mewtwo, which uh, puts a little bit of a curious spin on... Like the anime's origin story for Mewtwo. Like, how that lighthouse have Mewtwo on the door? Again, it kind of just screams of, they didn't really know what was going on at the minute. No, however, they did not. You know, Nasha being really observant, you probably wouldn't have noticed that little, little thing in the background there. I'm pretty sure the kitten was doing something at that point. So they ring the very loud bell in the lighthouse, and they get let in on the grounds that they can cook something that does not involve using tofu. Yeah. Brock was going to make because... double bacon cheeseburgers. Yeah. Because mm. the lighthouse keeper's cook is away, and apparently the lighthouse keeper cannot make anything that isn't tofu. And then inside the lighthouse, they find a phone conveniently there in the antechamber. They call Professor Oak. Ash has a little bit of a panic attack thinking Professor Oak is about to eat his Krabby. But it turns out, no, Professor Oak's cook is also on holiday, and so Professor Oak can only eat tofu. I'm assuming there must be some kind of big cook convention going on at the minute in the Pokemon world. <laughs> Apparently. It does answer the question of, um, clearly people must eat Pokemon in the Pokemon world if uh, Ash thinks that Professor Oak's about to eat his Krabby. And of course, Ash at that point realizes after Professor Oak points out another Krabby in a bowl that Gary has also caught a much bigger Krabby, and both of them are just sat on a shelf in a fishbowl. Yeah, with like a sticker. 
And Professor Oak mentions that Gary's crabby would make a much better meal. I guess that further cements the eating Pokemon theory. They also learned that the lighthouse belongs to Bill, the original keeper of the PC box system in Generations 1 and 2. And a nice little reference to the game where Bill puts his brain into a Pokemon's body. They find him, they find what they think is a Pokemon that can talk to them. But it is not a hyper-intelligent Kabuto, but Bill instead wearing a costume that can only be opened by a button. On the outside of the costume. Which just leads to way more questions about how does that make sense. But, logic aside, they press the button. Bill gets let out of his Kabuto suit. But for some reason, Bill is also Galarian. But hey... And they start talking about how there's more than 150 Pokemon in the world. Which is very funny to listen to these days. Yes, there might be more than 150. We don't entirely know. In fact, for all we know, there could just be no limit to the amount of them. Mm. It's like, yeah. But Mm. Bill then starts to talk about this mysterious Pokemon he's had an encounter with. So I think that when he looks out over the lighthouse, this mysterious noise comes over the bay, and he believes it is a Pokemon trying to communicate with him. And so, with his little tape recorder, starts to play this song over over the bay. Meanwhile, Team Rocket are just hanging around, doing Team Rocket things, as they usually do, and... They have one of their nice little monologues to themselves, as they do. They decide that bad guys can't use the main road and go up to the front door. They have to sneak their way in, but they also have to be afraid of heights. Well, yes, of course. I don't remember if anything else happened. If it did, it was of no consequence, because the next thing I'm happening is the encounter with the mysterious Pokemon. Does she remember anything of consequence that happened in between that? Not really. Bill assumes it is the only one of its kind, but it is very clearly just a Dragonite. But it was a very big one. I have a theory about that Dragonite. Secretly Godzilla. On a later episode. So unless we want to get into, well, I won't get into it based on because it will spoil episode seventeen of the anime. Uh, but. Well, we'll, we'll, we can talk about it then. I'm sure we'll remember by then. Yeah, I'll make a note of it somewhere, I think. But I don't reckon everything is quite as simple as it seems. With that Dragonite. But the fact that this... The fact that Bill, a world-renowned Pokemon researcher, cannot tell what a Dragonite looks like from its silhouette is pretty bad. And nobody thought to point the Pokedex at it either. I mean, it was covered in fog. If it can't tell through mud, it's not going to be able to tell through fog. <laughs> yes. The Team Rocket, of course, decide they want to catch it. So, naturally, when you want to catch a Pokemon, you get out a bazooka and shoot it. I mean, Ash decided to catch a Pokemon by hit, by attacking it with a stick, so... You know what? Team Rock- Ash is no better than Team Rocket. Team Rocket just have a budget. Uh, naturally, all this happy bazooka play scares off the giant Dragonite. And then decides, you know what? There's many more mysteries in the Pokemon board. There could, you know, there could be endless number of them. That rejuvenates the spirit of adventure, and Ash completely forgets about the crabby he got. You know what? I'm just gonna leave it in the box. I mean, it's a crabby. It's pretty much where it gets left anyway. And yeah, that's um, that's pretty much the episode. I can't remember anything that happens after that to cover the journeys one as well well i was about to say uh duncan would you like to cover the journeys episode my explanation would be like one hundredth of that neil it would be big things fight for a bit ash gets a match he did not deserve the end that's my explanation of journeys (laughs) (laughs) but that was a very short episode then You missed... like, that was my take from the episode. You missed, like, the beginning bit where, like, 
Stuff happens. I guess I'll do the I'll do the journeys then. Even though to be fair, Duncan's ruined it now. It starts off where the last episode ends with the dreadnought rampaging, doing stuff. I would like to point out if there's anything that seems kind of wrong, please correct me because because of what was going on with me watching the wrong episode, I watched these as close as possible to the time, so I remember I was running out of time. And the only one I could find that worked, I had to watch this as a subbed episode instead of a dubbed episode. And as we've discussed previously in some episodes, occasionally that means some of the information changes a little bit. I don't think it would affect the episode, but you know, it's worth maybe correcting me. Because considering for a start off, they didn't call either of the Pokemon Dynamaxed Pokemon. They were like... Kaijumaxed or something and all of the moves had changed their names but yeah <laughs> I'll help you out Robin don't worry yeah. you, you can be my translator but anyway getting back to the episode Ash decides to fight the Dynamaxed Dreadnought Gigantamax Dreadnought Gigantamax Dreadnought and he decides to send out Pikachu because I mean it's Ash this is what this is go to Pikachu. I guess you know Dreadnought's a water type. Uh, yes, in well, Team Rocket do, because when they use their Pokedex, it tells them that it's water rock. Hmm, but I don't know if Ash used his Pokedex on a Dreadnought ever. Probably not. Uh, yeah, as you, as, you say, as you say, it's just like. Just throw a Pikachu at it. It's a ground on, throw a Pikachu at it. I mean, he threw a Pikachu at an Onyx. Uh, yeah, Pikachu manages to absorb the same energy as the Dreadnought did, and also Gigantamax is himself, and he manages to defeat the Dreadnought with a little bit of help from Leon, telling him which moves to use for for those of you who don't know. When your Pokemon Dynamaxes, Gigantamaxes in the games, it changes its moves to Gigantamax moves which essentially every type has a single move, basically. Every, every type has a max move, um, and Gigantamax Pokemon get a special G-Max move based on their primary type, I believe. Yeah, so... And Pikachu is a G-Max Vault Crash. See, I got Heavenly... Thunder or something like that. But anyway... <laughs> with some dodgy, like, fan-made subtitles. Pikachu manages to defeat the Dreadnought quite comfortably. They both shrink down to size. Team Rocket decide that they want to go and try and find the Dreadnought, so they run off. Leon comes up to Ash, and they Ash basically asks him for a battle. And Go says, you've got to, like, like... Goes into all of the league rules about how you've got to be. Uh, this is probably where the names are going to change again. It was like super hyper and max league or something. Basically, Ash needs to beat a load of people to be entered into the championships. So I'm guessing from yeah, the you got like the you got the beginning competition, then you've got the great tier, ultra tier, and master tier. Um, yeah. Based on the Pokeballs, I've seen Japanese. The ultra ball is the hyper. Just why it has a H on it, if anyone's ever noticed. And then we cut to the next day, in which Ash is daydreaming, and they're eating the commonly known English dish of scones. Again, with no jam or cream or anything, just plain scones. Just a dry block of scones. Yes. Go catches a scorbit mm -hmm. for some reason. Because it's there. Because it's there. I just, yeah. I just thought that was very odd and out of place with the episode. Maybe they got to the end of the episode and realised they needed to add two minutes. Um, well, they're like, oh no, goes up, Pokemon Go player, Avatar, Pokemon Go player, can't not catch something. Leon comes hey, and finds... He loses streak if he doesn't catch something that day. That's a good point. <laughs> the XP bonus at the end of the streak is very good. It's very good. Maybe he's working towards the Masterworks challenge as well and he needs the XP bonus. 
You do yep. get a shiny Mew. At the, yeah, he, he he actually is because you get a shiny Mew at the end of it. There you go. Leon comes and finds Ash again and basically says, yeah, we can have a match. And they go back to the stadium. Ash and Leon face off against each other. Surprisingly, Ash uses Pikachu. Leon uses his ace Pokemon Charizard. And this time they bring up the fact that uh, Ash actually has the type advantage. Because obviously Charizard is fire flying and Pikachu is electric. It was odd that they did not bring it up before that Lance had the type advantage last episode, but I guess not. I guess it's probably like Ash probably needs the boost. People need to be reminded that Ash is actually capable. They have a fairly good fight, but it's very much um, painted as in it's very much one-sided towards Leon pretty much. Whatever Ash can throw at him, he is able to counter quite easily. And ultimately, it ends in Leon winning quite comfortably, in my opinion. They both end up going um, Gigantamax again. Obviously, Ash with his Pikachu, Leon with his Charizard. But he manages to win quite comfortably. And essentially, Leon tells Ash that if he would like a rematch, he has to do it officially. And I'm guessing from the sounds of it, the way this episode is, is now we are kind of getting the overarching story of the season. It's going to be Ash. It does appear that we've found Ash's plot. Yes. Ash will be trying to win the challenges or matches he needs to be able to get to face Leon again. Or Dandelion, as it was in the subtitled episodes. And that's our two episodes this week. And... um... One little thing... Uh, Team Rocket encountered a Tootle. Oh yes, they encountered a Tootle in which they caught. They didn't obviously they didn't really catch it, but they just it bit James's it, finger and they ran off with it. But I'm assuming that it's probably going to be part of their team. I'm guessing that's. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they, they somehow got their hands on a Tootle, which the Pokedex was like. Apparently, it evolves into Dreadnought, but I don't believe that. Yes, because obviously Meowth was using the. Um, Chinese phone that doesn't have access to Google. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing from the way that, uh, that episode ended that it's probably going to join their team. Uh, that's what I got of some description because they, they don't normally catch Pokemon. I know they didn't really catch the Pokemon, but we'll see. Maybe it'll appear next episode. But yeah, that is the two episodes. Again, two very different episodes, but I feel like the Journeys episode was just a worst a worse version of last week's episode, if that makes sense. It was sort of mainly, if you take out the Dynamax part at the beginning, it is again just half the episode was devoted to a fight, which I feel was worse than last week's. Was that you casting your vote for Indigo then, Robin? Um, I don't know, because I didn't really enjoy the Indigo episode either. If I'm going to be entirely honest. Well, I'll it... open up the floor this week with the fact that I am going to actually vote for the Journeys episode. Uh, mainly because, aside from... More should have been done, obviously, with Krabby, I think. For how much the older series made catches like this big event. You know, catches were important compared to when Go catches something. Yet it felt very sort of throwaway. Obviously, I I know that this is not the last time that we will see Grabby. No. But it felt that that kind of just happened, and then the entire rest of the episode was devoted to just nothing, to just talking about how many Pokemon there are in the world yeah, several it, times over. It kind of felt like this episode was two smaller episodes that they couldn't stretch out to a full one put together. Kind mm. of. So yeah, so... I, I found the Indigo episode to be really underwhelming. And... Just not that good. Whereas the Journeys episode... It wasn't as good as last week's, but... You know, the, the battles were still... You know, relatively nice looking. Um, it's finally setting up some sort of purpose for journeys mm. some sort of ongoing thing so 
it felt a bit more impactful, even if it's still a bit weird to me that Leon speaks with an English accent because when Galar's England, and we have English accent characters every now and then. So, but hey, I don't know. I'm not going to charge there, but I definitely felt that the Journey's episode was the better episode this week. So. I will not be the tiebreaker or anything awkward this week. I will be the opening gagged. You've learned your mistake from last week. <laughs> Robin hasn't yet, so I'm going to quickly get in my vote. Ooh. And Robin, I'm going to put you in the hot seat, and I am going to go for the original. Um, because Are you saying that genuinely, or saying that just to be awkward again? Part half or. Because I am very much in between because, yes, I didn't really highly like either episode. But when you were sort of going through the episode, I was like, oh, there's, there's some nice bits in there and bits that did actually make me laugh in this episode a little bit, which Journeys didn't. So just on a tiny bit of more enjoyment, um, I preferred the Indigo. Robert? Uh, I'm going to go with Journeys. Yeah. Because as much as I feel, like I said, it was a slightly worse version of the previous episode, I still... It's a bit of an odd one because it kind of shows Ash has room to improve. Like, obviously, the last episode was the two greatest against each other. It should have been closer. This is more to set up Leon as the big, the big challenge at the end of the season for Ash to face and probably lose against again. But, um... Yeah, and the same with the Indigo, it's nothing caught crabby, and we kind of got a bit of like how the world works, I guess, but overall, yeah, the episode was just kind of Bill going, Pokemon, Pokemon be crazy. But they exist, get <laughs> get who'd have thunk? Yeah, like, uh, didn't really progress much again i feel like it was just a bit of a filler episode and obviously the journeys one is hopefully the start of the story and it kind of sets out how maybe the season's gonna go and as i've previously stated i am a big fan of story episodes over filler episodes so it'll be journeys this week making i think this is the first time would you... anyone believe me if I, if I told you that Journeys has actually overtaken Indigo yeah I was going to say that's uh, honestly I did not expect Journeys to be, be be winning and obviously it depends when we get to the end of the series if they will win but um, yeah Journeys is, is definitely surprising me I honestly thought that because the original had a lot to work with that there would be less filler and less kind of dud stuff but no journeys is uh definitely surprising me let's say let's say that at the least i think it's as i said um as, I, as i've said before i probably said this a couple of times now but if we were just judging them series against series indigo would wipe the floor with it but when you're doing episode by episode and you know as individual works then you know it, it's very interesting how how you know surprising it can be when you start ranking them we'll see you never know now journeys is starting to get into the story it might start being a bit more focused um, before we sign off i had a very i need your opinion on something so i had a very serious conversation with a nine-year-old uh as we were walking polly and she turns to me and she says I think they've ruined Pokemon. I said, what do you mean? And she said, I think they, they keep adding too many Pokemon. And I was like, I said two things to her, but I'd like to see what you think, you two think as well. But the two things I said, I said, well, I thought they've ruined it after they added any more to the first 150. Because I'm old, and the moment you add more things that I can't pronounce very easily, there's too many. But I said, but they will not stop because they make money from adding more and they want people to buy the next game with all that new Pokemon that they've never seen before so you have to get the next game or watch the next TV show or card or whatever it is and she was like oh they've ruined it and I was like yeah but that's just what they will do but I would like your two views on it please there can never be too many Pokemon I mean 
Neil, Neil is both wrong and right. <laughs> the prob uh, the issue is they add a lot of I feel, especially in the later generations, that they are adding too many filler Pokemon. I get the See, point, I... but like, I don't need any more Pidges, and I don't need any more Rattatas. We already have nine now, or eight. I don't need a tenth. See, I, I do get that, but at the same time, I would argue there are no filler Pokemon, because a Pokemon that somebody really likes can be another person's Pokemon that they really hate, and vice versa. So I think that yeah. that's kind of more a subjective thing, and they should have plenty of options for everyone. Like, there are some people that might really like Squawkerton, Guidance, say. Well, yeah, I, really I, party and I'm, but, uh, you know, but me, I'm just like. I imagine the person who, Sword and Shield, this is their first one. They probably really like that one and think Rattata is stupid. But what, uh, what more I was getting with is more, maybe just change things up a little bit. I get the point of having, obviously, at the start of the game, you need weak Pokemon, and then as the game goes on, you get stronger. Progression. I get that. Or maybe in the starting route, I don't know, just change it up a little I mean, bit. they've been doing that. Well, they, did, they didn't quite do it in Generation 7, but in Gen 6 and 8, they've changed that up a bit with Talon, Flame, and Corviknight not being normal flying types, but a Fire Flying and a Flying Steel. I guess. I mean, they could do what this. I mean, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but they could do what they did with Bidoof. Because when it evolves into be barrel, it becomes a normal and water type instead of just being another two-stage pure normal. Yeah. And then in Gen 8, they gave Zigzagoon dark type and made it a three-stage evolutionary line. It made catching Zigzagoon exciting for once. I don't know. I feel uh, in the later Pokemon games, they probably could do with obviously adding more, but in taking away more as well. As well. Uh, like they did with Sword and Shield, not having... People complained about it not having every Pokemon. It, it does not need every Pokemon. Going forward, every Pokemon game does not need every Pokemon. No, there's only... Which... You're, just, you're, not, you're just not going to use them all. Exactly, it just gets to the point of it's like... I mean, the option's nice, but at the end of the day... You don't need them all. Hmm. At least the next game with no Charizard available. No, they won't do that. Just to see what happens. Just to mess with the world. <laughs> There'd be a day one patch where Charizard gets added. Because sales are plummeted. Uh, so, my answer is, Duncan, you should find that nine-year-old and tell them they're stupid. And I was about to say, tell the nine-year-old the nine-year-old is wrong. I was actually nicer to a nine-year-old than Robin was. Without that fact, but that's never going to happen again. And like you said, yeah, they're always going to add more because if they brought out another game that was just another Pokemon game with the exact same Pokemon, it probably wouldn't do it as well. Although saying that, Black and White 2 and games like that were essentially that really didn't add Pokemon per se. No, they just shuffled. Shuffled. But then again, saying that, I feel like that's, a, that's done as well with putting it on the Switch. We'll probably just get DLC now, which I prefer. Yeah. Yeah, it's better than buying a whole new game that's only got like half an hour of different content in it. Let us know how the nine-year-old responded to you <laughs> yelling abuse at them. <laughs> I will. I'm sure I'll come up, have another um, thought-provoking conversation starter next week with her as well. Yeah, that is the end of the episode then. We haven't talked at all about plumbing or taxes. Well, that was last week's episode. We've um, decided that the plumbing and taxing thing is was so successful it took away from the Pokemon. So we're actually gonna uh, start a plumbing and a taxing podcast, like extra, on top of that. They're both gonna get an individual podcast, uh, probably I'm about three of the discussion about labor laws and shift patterns. If that takes off, that'll have to become another one. Yeah, probably about three or four hours each, two a week. <laughs> Uh, after podcast as well. I've already got the merchandise all sorted out for it. It's don't worry, guys. It's all sorted. Yeah, that'll be rolling out next action, week. Action 
figures of us have been made. Yeah. Probably look nothing like us knowing those actual figures. No, no, no. We've I, got I, all I, the varieties. You know, you've got Taxman Duncan and Plumber Duncan. Yes. <laughs> and um, Plumber who does his own taxes, Duncan. <laughs> great, great range. But uh, yeah, keep checking um, www.galleryregionnews at 8 dot no uh, forward slash um the real podcast is on this website now dot uh yahoo at yahoo.com that's the uh, website where the podcast is if anyone's interested in going to it yeah but uh, that'll be it for this week join us tomorrow for the five hour podcast about taxes i hope you guys are ready for that as always i have been plumber robin <laughs> I have been taxes Batman and I have been what am I so plumber who does his own tax Duncan that's the limited edition one as well if you manage to get that action figure oh like <laughs> don't take it out of its original packaging no make sure you definitely send it to PSA though <laughs> see you next week bye bye goodbye thank you everyone for listening and if you'd like any more content out there, you can always search for myself at Robin underscore collects on YouTube and TikTok. The same goes for Duncan. You can find him on TikTok at Yadoing. That's been it for everyone at the Gala Region News at 8. Good luck hunting, everyone. And remember, stay safe.